1: Hey everyone, I'm Eric, this is my wife, Julie, and today...
0: Today we are discussing important conversations that you need to be having in your relationship. If you can have them prior to marriage, that's amazing. Even if you're married though, or in a committed relationship, these are the heavy hitting questions you need to be asking each other.
1: Okay, so let's just jump on into this.
0: Yeah, things to discuss before you walk down the aisle.
1: There was probably a lot of things we should have discussed before walking down an aisle.
0: Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that we, and we've talked about this so much on this podcast, that we did two um, separate premarital counseling programs or sessions. or
1: On our own. We signed up for them on our own. One was kind of like if we wanted to use the church we needed to. Yeah, But it was all right, and then we, it was just, it was a good thing.
0: Yeah, and so even my point, I guess, even bringing that up right now, is even though we did two separate marriage counseling programs, there was so much left unsaid. And so I think the point of this episode is really to give you guys insight on things that we wish we would have hashed out or would have found helpful to hash out Um, prior to marriage and not everything is blended family if you're not in a blended family this episode's still really useful and if you're in a blended family also useful because
1: and if you're already married this is going to be a useful episode because we're going to touch on stuff that even though you're already married like we're already married we're going to touch on stuff that it's not too late to have these conversations it's not too late to start good habit forming right
0: yeah yeah, and I did, I just so, I don't, I think I told you, but I took our Facebook group for Blended Life. There's a Facebook group, if you guys don't know, on, um, for Blended Life, it's private, so um, everything's kind of confidential unless you're in the group, and...
1: But you can be in the group.
0: You can, but I, I, I asked our, our listeners and our and our community what they wish
1: they would, they have, would have talked about, talked about before okay.
0: they got married, so... How was
1: the feedback on that? A lot. Yeah.
0: A lot. Um,
1: Anything, anything, are we going to talk about some?
0: Yeah, and it was interesting because a lot of, we had a few people like, thank goodness we found your podcast and we're not married yet, but it's started a lot of good conversations that they feel will be helpful. So um, let's jump in. I'm just going to go down the list of what I wrote and, you know, um, I think the first thing that comes up for, I mean, blended families, but even if you're not blended families, um, parenting. How are you going to parent yeah. children?
1: His and hers, ours.
0: All of it. Okay. And and the thing about parenting, it's, you know, that seems like a very broad topic and it sure is. But I think the things that we, that we should have talked about was discipline, right? What does discipline look like for children in our home? What do consequences look like for children in our home? I always say kids need, there's like the big four. It's... Discipline, consequence, structure, and boundaries.
1: And all kids just need love.
0: (laughs) Well, I I think love's a given, (laughs) but when you're talking about people, usually don't fight over loving the kids, right? Right. That's not a normal.
1: (laughs) So, but but what
0: what people do fight about with parenting, you know, and figuring out how we're going to parent together in a household are those big four areas. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's good. I like that. You
0: know, discipline. That's, Consequence and, and boundaries, structure.
1: Yeah, and that's really like where our struggles, I think, of blending um the kids into a family, those are definitely our big four.
0: Yeah, because we do it so differently. Right. You know, what I think structure looks like, you don't necessarily or vice versa. Um consequences, you know, how and, and so that that's kind of like talking about parenting style. That's a very hip term, parenting styles. And I think if you can kind of have conversations around those big four, and I'm going to say it one last time, right? Um, boundaries, consequences, discipline, and structure. If you can kind of figure out where you both stand on all of that, um, the rest will be a little bit easier to navigate because at least you know who your spouse is um, and what and to expect from them. Well, and
1: here's the other thing too, and this, is, this can be a lesson that goes a little bit bigger than just parenting um, in a relationship there are many different rights and wrongs but just because you don't parent the same and this goes for again many different things doesn't mean that one of you is wrong or one of you is completely right this can look many different ways as can finances as can you know chores or duties or you name it you know there's not necessarily rights and wrongs. So if you guys are parenting differently in your household doesn't mean that you're right and he's wrong or he's wrong and you're right. You know what I mean? It it can look multiple ways, right?
0: Well, and it's it's very normal even if you're in a natural family for and I think you, Eric you brought this up in a previous podcast, you know, the mere fact that we're male female You know the mere fact that we had different upbringings, (laughs) you know, never mind. There's so there's so many variables that go into how you go about parenting. It doesn't even matter, um, you know that you are in a blended family and one person's a step parent and one person's a bio parent. I think it's um, that's that's a piece of it, but really the difference in parenting styles goes way far beyond. And so I think it's also useful if you're trying to talk about parenting styles. Understanding your fiancé, your significant other's background, you know, getting to know your fiancé's family real well. How was your significant other raised? Because that will inform how they choose to raise the children. So I think, you know, talking about the big four and then also what will really help is having an understanding of upbringing for both parties, And, you know, that's something that if parents are still alive, you know, talk to the parents. Talk to each other's um, families and ask questions and be curious about upbringing because it will matter. It's huge.
1: Well, and the other thing is, too, is uh, say you're listening and you don't have kids yet.
0: I'd still talk about it.
1: I would still talk about it or, or think about it and look, you know, look at this because... Just because you don't have kids doesn't mean that when you guys do, you're going to be perfectly on the same page. Again, like you just said, look at the upbringing. Reflect on your upbringing. Like, would I raise my parents, my kids the same way I was raised, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think it's also really helpful to have a plan, regardless if you have a kid or not. We all feel a lot calmer if we have a plan. Now, things rarely go according to plan in life, right? um but just having a plan will really calm you down and it's something you don't want to do on the fly. I think a lot of people become parents for the first time on the fly and they just figure it out as they go. I sh- certainly did. That was my story. Uh, yeah, I
1: think that's a lot of people's so people, stories. And yeah. as you go over time, it kind of solidifies who you are as a parent or who you guys are as a parent yeah. and what it looks like and Again, a lot of it, I think the subconsciousness that goes into that comes from our upbringing. Y- you know, whether whether yeah. we want to be like our parents or
0: not. It informs you. It
1: informs you. It,
0: 100%. Yeah. So not only parenting style, get to know where your significant other comes from, their background, all of that. Um, this one's going to be for the blended family peeps out there. Um, the co-parenting thing. This came up a lot. When I asked people what they wish they would have hashed out prior to walking down the aisle, a lot of people felt like they wish they would have known the extent of the relationship between their significant other and their co-parent, meaning they wish they would have had more time to see how that all worked out and to consider, can I deal with that for the rest of my life with this person? Um, Isn't it funny
1: how, I don't know if we ever thought about that. I knew you were a great mother. Um, I knew that you were a great woman and were going to be a great wife. I didn't think about it that deeply of what the, what the actual blending looked like. And that is.
0: Like what the co-parenting? What
1: the co-parenting situation looked In like. And having
0: to deal with the, I mean, deal with the turmoil of co-parenting. Yeah. You know, because it's one and thing it's to deal with it yourself, but when your spouse is going through co-parenting turmoil right. and you're having to hear about it all the yeah. time and then be frustrated because nothing you say is going to land. Like, no, nothing you suggest is actually going to happen. <laughs>
1: Are you admitting to this?
0: <laughs> but it goes both <laughs> ways, right? right? How you should handle something, yeah, it, it's like, doesn't stick ever. And so it's just kind of like, for the rest of my life I'm going to make suggestions you're going to ignore about this, but I have to be the one that has to deal with your attitude when you have to co-parent with your ex. Yeah. Well, hopefully. No, hopefully know?
1: it's not really like that, but uh, it's, it's like it that. feels like that. It's it like definitely It's totally like that, it? For sure. No, I 100%. no, I had a win. No, that's not true. I had a no. win the other day and you're like I'm really inspired by your win <laughs> and you well, wanted to learn from it. And that's yes, and that is Yes, but you is, did not
0: take suggestion.
1: I did. I 100% did up front. I a hundred percent did, but then I took your suggest. I had my idea. <laughs> I took your suggestion
0: and made it your own.
1: No, and then I and then I blended it.
0: <laughs> so because but this, your uh, your yeah. your
1: suggestions, and I think that's a good lesson for all of us in this. Your your husband, your wife, your significant other. You're with them for a reason. You should value their opinion and their suggestion, whether you follow it or not. Always value it because there is a reason why you're with them. In the first place. And if you don't value their opinion and you're thinking to yourself right now, man, I don't know if I'd ever want to listen to them. Like this is the rest of your life here, people, you know, if, if you're, if you really don't value their opinion enough, and I know we're joking about this right now, but truly every time you tell me something, I definitely take that into consideration, into consideration <laughs> and thought Yeah, and whether I use it or not, it's always, you're kind of the good angel on my shoulder, that 100% whether, totally whether, agree with that <laughs> whether yes. I listen or not we'll <laughs> start wearing shirts t- yeah.
0: good angel <laughs> just <laughs> kidding um but this is something that comes up a lot and I think something that is uh, maybe not discussed between parties prior to marriage but I think that any insecurities or jealousy issues that um either either one has about a co-parenting situation should really try as best as you can to deal with that and put it to bed because, um, you know, one thing thing that I think people hope when they get married is that the co-parent is going to fall off the face of the planet and they're just not, like, marriage is going to come and then there's, like, not going to have to deal with the co-parent. And it's like, no, sometimes it gets worse because marriage brings, when you get married, sometimes co-parents tend to ramp up. You know what I mean? Like that marriage sparks some sort yeah. of drama, um, and that takes years sometimes to go away. Real talk. so if you can't if you can't put down, lay down, let go of your jealousy, let go of insecurities, if you do not trust your significant other with their ex, that is a huge red flag prior to getting married.
1: Well, and I don't know if you have this on your list of things, but this I feel like goes so much deeper than just co-parenting. This can go with for so many things. If you're like, I've got a significant other that stays out all night and doesn't come home and I can't trust them or won't let you go through their phone or has cheated on you multiple times. And, you know, if you marriage is one of those things. That doesn't change people. Everyone hopes it's going to change someone. Everyone's like, if I can just get down that aisle and we can say I do, life is going to be unicorn farts and butterflies. This
0: is so interesting. I love that you're saying this right now because this is something I tell people often and a lesson that I think we've both learned. We do think that we get married. Things are going to change. Um. Here's what I have to say about that. Anything you don't like about your significant other or your stepchildren or the co parenting or the in laws, it usually does not change. And in fact, it gets worse because prior to marriage, I feel like everyone's on their best behavior, right? It's like in a new relationship, you're. Putting your best foot forward, you know, you're really making all the effort, you know, you can to be with them because you just are so excited about the relationship, you know, and then you get married and people really start to just kind of relax and kind of be who they truly are. And so that's everyone across the board in your life. And so that is Including yourself. (laughs) Like, yeah. And so here's the deal. If you see a red flag and... We all we all probably have seen red flags, right? If you see a red flag, under, like the question you need to ask before you walk down the aisle, if this never changes from how it is at this very moment, can I do this the rest of my life?
1: Forever, yeah.
0: Because a lot of times people think when I get married, this red flag is going to go away. And that's 90, I would say 80 to 90% not the case. And sometimes... You know, like I said, it gets worse. So that is something you really need to consider before you walk down the aisle. Yeah, so
1: if someone, like for instance, uh, you can't stand their kids. Their kids are little brat holes, and you just can't stand them, and you're not married yet. There's a good chance that when you get married.
0: They're going to continue.
1: You're not going to love these kids any more yeah. than you do now. I mean, well, you might build a relationship with them, don't get me wrong. hmm but if you're just like i will never be able to put up with these children yeah i can't put up with the way that my significant other parents the i can't the disrespect or, or, i get that just, all the time just there's so many just the hurdles you guys if you're listening right now you are thinking of things in the past in the present hopefully not in the future that this rings a bell and i'm like well, you and i have dealt with things like this mm-hmm. there's so much that resonates here with so many people in uh, from co-parenting to Getting married, you know. There's, there's, there's women, girls that I've dated in the past that they were just walking red flags. Everything about them, you know. And somehow, so I think another and thing. You married too,
0: them both. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so I, I can only, make jokes too. Wait, I've only been married twice. Wait, I know. Wait, <laughs> I can make jokes too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> You called are, me an like, angel
0: though at the beginning of this podcast, so I'm just gonna <laughs> put but, that on the loop.
1: The other thing is too, and you know, this is one of those weird things that. I don't always love listening to our friends, you know, listening to friends advice. Sometimes you have to, but a lot of times family members, family members, if you're close to them, mom and dad, you know, mom and dad. It's very rare that if we're having a serious conversation, especially about relationships and you ask for some good, solid advice, they're usually not going to steer you wrong.
0: Yeah, and it's it's always good to listen to people on the outside looking in. Especially you know? that care about you. And here's what I will say about that. People on the outside looking in, all step parents will stand up right now and raise their hand. Because even as a step parent, you know you have a different perspective from the outside looking in than the bio parent in your house has because they're on the inside looking out. And you know how important it would or how wonderful it would be if your perspective was like appreciated and welcomed. And, you know, so you you get that as a step parent. So if you could uh, take that same understanding to, like Eric was saying, extended family who knows you really well. And if they bring up concerns because it's an outside looking in situation that that, too, is really valuable and can really be good information to either have a conversation before you walk down the aisle about a concern um, and and to really think about it. I mean, the divorce rate in blended families is 70% for a reason. Um,
1: Let me put a little asterisk in here, though. Listening and talking about your significant other, your husband, your wife, talking about them to your friends, and your family. I'm not talking about making drama out of this. I'm not talking about going to your family and bad-mouthing your other and using it as a field to vent because what ends up happening about something like that is that usually that becomes an outlook and that becomes a drama fest about your significant other and then you feeding your your parents or your mom or, or sorry or your sister or your brother or your best friend information like this they usually end up start having a negative look on them and not only do they have a negative look on them but it starts to really just solidify these negative feelings about them so that's not what i'm talking about here i'm not talking about taking this and turning this into a drama fest with your best No, friend. but friends. if your family but if your family's like hey I have a concern.
0: Like you aren't you around this person.
1: Yeah, or I'm noticing some behavior. Like behaviors. your relationship with your child That's around it. this person. Or, hey, they've cheated yeah. on you so many times. What's going to make this different? Or I don't like the way.
0: You're treated. You're
1: treated. Mm. They blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank. We've all been with people like this, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the. The co-parenting situation, because I think the things to hash out are really, if you, um, boundaries around co-parenting, right? Can, boundaries around co-parenting before you walk down the aisle would look like, are you allowed to hang out with your ex alone? Is that appropriate? Are you allowed to talk about what things if the kids that are aren't there? the kids?
1: You're, you're like, okay. i just, these
0: are things, these are, okay. everyone has to hash these out. Yeah. And it's going to look different for everyone. That's a, and that's the thing. There's it's like, no judgment. For but some here's people like it's examples great. of yeah. what you need to talk about with, with co-parenting. It's like what boundaries do we need to set f- to honor our marriage, right? Whatever that looks like. Um, what are my expectations of behavior with co-parenting? You know, um, I have an expectation of respect, whether Eric is talking To his, you know what I mean? Or, and, and we both have fallen short on that because we get emotional, but I do feel like that is an expectation for instance, that I would have for him and his ex. Like, I think you guys all, like you need to be respectful, Mm -hmm. something that I have really worked on in my own co-parenting relationship as best (laughs) as possible. And so I think boundaries and expectations need to be discussed around co-parenting prior to being married and I think there has to be a lot of work for yourself if you're dealing with jealousy or insecurities. Um, because it's not gonna go away. Co parents, I always say this when you have a when you make babies with someone, <laughs> that is more bonding than a marriage certificate. Amen. Because so, you are
1: stuck with them
0: Forever.
1: I mean, literally forever. Weddings, you know? grandbabies, yeah, everyone's like somebody eighteen gets years old. Sick in a it's hospital. gonna get easier at eighteen years old. But you're still going to have to.
0: You're going to see them. You're going to deal with them.
1: Versus a marriage with no kids at all. Like, yeah, I've known of people, you know, that are like they stop being married. It's kind of like dating in junior high or high school. You know, it's like, oh, man, I haven't seen that person in 20 years. Yeah. And I, you know, that's yep. yeah, not if you have kids.
0: Yeah. um, OK, moving on from the parenting and co-parenting. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about finances. This came up a lot too. Mm-hmm. Not just um, so obviously you want to talk about finances, shared count, shared account, joint account, separate accounts. What are we doing? Are we having who, a savings account? Yeah, who pays for what? Are you Who's know pays Am I what? paying for
1: it all? Are you paying for it all? Are we splitting it? Like, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, how do we have accounts where if we have a joint account, something that comes up that's cute. How do I buy you a birthday present from a joint account and you not know what that is?
1: Oh, I got ways around that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you do. (laughs) Um, You know how much this is something, right? How much are we spending on Christmas? You know, is it okay to go decorate the house for holidays and drop five hundred dollars at Target in decorations? I
1: don't know. Is it, dear?
0: I do. I do. I decorate holidays <laughs> other than Christmas. No, you don't no. have
1: to. They're still up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my point is, it's like, how are we going to spend our money? Are we are we going to save for vacations? Are we using credit cards? Are we going to put um, a savings account really important? Are we having a retirement account? What does that look like? Are we
1: purchasing everything off of my credit score, your credit score, or our credit score? Yeah. Because that's a huge one. Like if, and you, all of you know, if, especially if you've been married a long time, credit scores matter. And <laughs> Dave, Ramsey <laughs> would, loans. Dave Ramsey would disagree with me, but if you live in California and you want to buy a house, you need to have a yeah. good credit score. Yep. And if you want to buy a house, with your husband or wife, you both need to have a good credit score. Yeah. So you having a a good credit score or me having a poor credit score, that's not gonna help our family. No
0: bueno equals zero house.
1: Usually. I mean there are some (laughs) there are some good lenders out there who will figure it out. But yeah. know these things, know these things going into this, yeah, um you know what's what's your credit score
0: look like? Yeah, and I w- so those are the basics, and I think that's all there. Everyone's like nodding their head. yes, here's things that I want you to discuss that you may not have thought of. okay, what happens when one of us loses our job?
1: What happens and- when one of us loses a leg?
0: Yeah. What happens if one of us gets paralyzed and can't work and the other one has to go work full time and figure it out? Like, this is the stuff, because this is stuff Eric and I have already Mm -hmm. had to live through, right? I lost a six-figure income job in two hours and went... There's my leg. (laughs) Where's the other one? (laughs) It's hiding. So here's, you know, and, and Eric really had, you know, was an amazing husband and totally stepped... Like, it wasn't an issue, but I could see you stepped up and just have Past stepped tense. up. Past no, tense. you you do it all. But my point is is that this stuff happens in marriage, right? Like um what are boundaries around gambling? You know, are uh, this, you know, uh, money is used for good, but it also really breaks up marriages as well. Finances are a big reason why families don't make it. And so beyond, the, so that's all the the not blended stuff. But the blended family stuff. Let's talk about that in finances. People wrote in and said, "I really wish we would have discussed um, who was paying for what for each other's kids. What that looks like. Do I pay for my kids and you pay for your kids? Do all kids get from the same pot? Um, who, who's paying for college? You know, is if if one of our kids goes to college, is that a joint?" We're both paying for it, or it's at, on the burden of the bio parent. Um, how does that look?
1: Which, again, having these conversations up front, even if we had these conversations, and I think fortunately for us, both of us are pretty easygoing in that department. Now, had we had these discussions, it totally would have flipped the script on us. Chem 2020, that we were oh, just talking about. Yes, because everything, everything changed. changed. Had That's we right. had this conversation up front, you'd yeah. have been I would have paid for everything for my kids. I don't have a problem with it. You don't ever have to spend a dollar on my kids. I'll pay for everything. You're
0: like, sounds, yeah. And And that totally would have been you and you would have
1: been fine with that. You know, and like, okay, I'll take care of my, you know. But have those conversations and, and maybe if you're not even completely talking about it, have that in the back of your mind. Like if he or she loses her job and I have to support him or her.
0: And their kids.
1: And or their kids. Am I okay with that? You know, there's, there's, you have to, you have to look at all the picture, look at people around you. I mean, I have, you know, I'm joking about, you know, if I lose a leg here, however, I have known people who have gotten in accidents over the year and are, you know, completely paralyzed. They
0: cannot work. And
1: no, that's not true. I had no one that works and runs a really good, (laughs) um, you know, machine shop and factory, but I also do know others that have almost lost it all. And the other one has had to step in. And step up. And that's stuff that we don't ever hope or wish or plan for, I feel like. However.
0: How are we going to handle that? How are we going to
1: handle that? And that kind of brings up another thing, too, is do we have insurance? You know, and and what's our insurance look like for our whole family? It's something you guys can think about whether you're married now, you have a blended family, you don't have a blended family. Um, What's it look like if someone were to get hurt, if someone were to, like you said, lose a job? Yeah, are you
0: marrying someone with a skill? you know, that can step up if they need? Um, Are you marrying someone who is driven that if you can't provide and you're the sole provider, that they're willing, even if they have no skill, are they willing to go figure something out? Or are you marrying someone who's super entitled and like the expectation is that they are cared for their whole lives, so you better figure out your shit. You know, like, and and there's no right answer here. It's just you have to know who you're marrying financially. It's really important. Another thing that came up for the blended family realm was um, people said they wish they would have discussed paying for adult children.
1: Oh, or them staying in the house and living in the house? Well, like,
0: rent, like yeah, but like um, adult children living out of the house specifically and... One of the bio parent is paying all their bills. Okay. Still, and the adult children, the adult child doesn't live at home, but rent, utilities, phone, gas, oh. car, all still being paid by bio parent. And need step to give me
1: some bio parents.
0: <laughs> and step parents, a <laughs> little bit like. <laughs>
1: oh wait, I got some.
0: I would like to go on a vacation. Like, how about?
1: How about you put the money into us a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I could but see that those being a are big the issue. Conversation.
0: That would be hard. Yeah. So even just having an agreement, and things change, but I think that you getting to know that you're, you're marrying someone who's kind of on the same page or willing to pivot if circumstances um, present themselves that you need to pivot. Are you marrying someone who's easy going with the flow? Um, you know something that someone brought up was, I wish I would have taken into consideration my um, significant other's spending habits. Because I'm a spender, they're a saver, I spend, he saves, or vice, I don't know what it was, but it was like, that's really difficult. Yeah, because you're not on the
1: same page for you're that. You're not on you're, the same page. Yeah, you're fighting an uphill battle.
0: And maybe you don't care. Maybe you're somebody- <laughs> Maybe
1: you don't care. Maybe,
0: you, maybe you're marrying someone and you're like, I don't care if you spend. Like, it doesn't bother me. or Or it's going to bug me forever and I'm always going to punish you for spending money.
1: How do you punish for spending money? I'm just, get get creative. I want to hear something.
0: Oh, your attitude. Oh. Comments. I was like, I'm like waiting for, I'm waiting
1: for like someone to get beat with a pink baseball bat. No,
0: that's called abuse and you go to jail. Oh, dang it. That's, I guess that's a choice. Well,
1: luckily we're both pretty easygoing.
0: So, but are you marrying someone easygoing or really rigid financially? Do you share the same goals? Do you want to buy houses? Do you, how do you want, how do you want your money to work for your family? I guess is really, so that's a, it's a huge thing that needs to be. Kind of talked about, because it's one of the things that, that a leading cause of divorce really is finances. Yeah, so.
1: that's probably, and I don't know, like statistically, but it's probably yeah. number one. Uh, that and infidelity. I think those are probably the two top, right? Yeah. Can you think of anything else?
0: I think religion.
1: Really? I don't think that's probably one of the leading ones. No? No. Do we have anything about religion? Because that's interesting. Like, that would be, that religious, religion and... Probably this day and age, which um, wasn't even so much a factor back when we got married. Um, I know definitely not first time I got married, but politics, you know, do you guys, do you vote the same way? I know most kids in high school, but again, probably this day and age, but definitely not when I was in high school.
0: We didn't talk about
1: You didn't talk about it, (laughs) but over the last few years, it's probably something. So Mm -hmm. religion and politics. And that's. Yeah.
0: Do you guys accept one another's? Even if you're not on the same page, are you accepting of the traditions that come with it? Um, politics, I mean can you listen to the same news channel every day for the rest of your life? Or is it really going to grade you, you know, or are you not,
1: or are you not politically inclined? And it bugs you that he or she listens to news and cares about that stuff. You know, do you go, do you attend church every Sunday, but your significant other doesn't, and it's going to bug you that they go to church or that they don't go to church with you, you know, because again, It might seem like they might start going after you get married. However. What if they don't? What if they don't? Do
0: you want to go to church alone every week?
1: Do you want to go to vote alone every four years? Do you want to be married
0: to somebody who's canceling out your vote so it doesn't even matter? Like if we were voting, we would just cancel each other's votes. Might as well
1: just not go at that point. Yeah. Does that make it easier?
0: I like that we vote the same.
1: Right. But would that make it easier? We're like, well. I'm going to cancel you out, you're going to cancel me out, like you promise you don't go, I won't go and it'll just be a wash. It's so
0: hard. It's too hard. Like marriage <laughs> is too hard to marry someone that your values don't align with. Like even when your values align, marriage is so much work and so hard. Why would you marry someone your values don't align and then just have more to fight about? I'm Here's like a very it's hard so one hard that
1: you and I don't align on and that's and it's not yeah. neither Oh dear god. <laughs> it was Sleeping habits.
0: Oh, it's a very hard one. I've accepted it. It's whatever.
1: And it's. I don't feel like it'll always be like that because I don't. I don't love staying up every single night, editing (laughs) all night every night, and then waking back up just to go. So we don't.
0: We don't go to bed together, and we don't wake up together. Not Not not, one day a week do we go to bed at the same time, and
1: not that it's ever or wake up. Not that it's always been like that, or that it'll always be like that, because there are so many nights. Including last night, including <laughs> the night before, including the night before that, and then dozens before that, Yeah. that I really wish that I could have gone to bed at yeah. 9 or 10 o'clock. I was exhausted. Yeah. I would have loved to go climb in bed.
0: But you could not.
1: But no, work has to be done, and yeah. that's just the way it is. But if that is something, like, for instance, I was talking to our youth pastor the other day. His wife, him and his wife are just like us. He is a late night night person. She is an early...
0: I'm like, at 10 o'clock, my eyes don't stay open. You turn to a
1: pumpkin. I I cannot keep my
0: eyes open after 10. And
1: and it's rough. It makes it very hard on a a scale of things. Uh, But if that is something that you are dealing with right now, or you're, you know... Yeah. Something to think about, you guys. Well,
0: and even beyond that, you know, sleep habits, um, eating habits. You know, are you married to somebody who is super healthy and you're not, and that's going to be a struggle, I'm not I mean or <laughs> you
1: eat like a rabbit. What do you mean? Like we have total like <laughs> clearly I we don't enjoy eat like a rabbit. We you completely do. I we do enjoy, we enjoy healthy food. Yes, though. we do enjoy some things, but like you were so bummed this afternoon when we got sandwiches and
0: There wasn't enough lettuce. There wasn't today. enough lettuce,
1: and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, perfect. They put too much of this rabbit food on mine, have mine and I just scraped yeah. off a bunch of lettuce and
0: so I think it's good to have um you know the same kind of health outlook on life, you know, and um, yeah, do you both enjoy hygiene exer-
1: or exercising?
0: I know that would be nice. What would to exercise together?
1: We do sometimes. We take our chubby little dogs on walks. Yeah, yeah,
0: but so these are like lifestyle, right? Like, your does your do your lifestyles complement one another? And if they don't, that's fine. Um, because I think there's a lot of differences, but are you okay with differences, right? Can you accept it is what it is and not have attitude about it or punish the other person with whatever, however you punish, right? Punishing looks like stonewalling, ignoring, attitude, comments, um, you know, being unkind. I don't know, tip for tatting. It's what just, about...
1: But I'm just thinking out loud that's here. not
0: fun. Like that, that lets bitter roots grow up, and that will end marriage as well. So, can you really fully accept the differences? If they change, great. But if they do not change, then are you going to be good?
1: What if you're with a smoker or a drinker, and you do not like smoking, you do not like drinking, oh. or chewing? Okay. I feel like chewing's one of those. That
0: was my i i went I've been married. I did that. Did you? Yeah, it was horrible. And w- so, one of my husbands—I won't say which. <laughs> one of my husbands. Uh, one of my husbands. She sounds a, like
1: she's from Utah. You guys, right?
0: Had a had a addiction. Okay. To chew, to nicotine specifically okay. chewed, and it was a disgusting habit, and um.
1: So did it get? Did it get like okay? I understand this. I will no longer do this. Did it stay like that? Did it get put behind it? Like, tell me the story. I don't think I know this.
0: No, it became an issue because there was a lot of deceit around that. Okay, so I'm not doing it.
1: And then was doing it. Yeah. Gosh, I've known people, and
0: and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to disparage any of my ex husbands on this podcast. <laughs>
1: we don't have time for that. It's only an hour long show.
0: But I, so I don't want to say more than that, but what I will say is that what was the issue was it became like a trust thing. Like I just, and even it's interesting because even little lies that seemingly don't matter, right? It's still, if trust is broken, it doesn't matter if it's over something inconsequential or something huge. Trust is trust and when trust is broken, it deteriorates a relationship. And so I think that we qualify it like, well, it I did it wasn't a big lie, you know, like it you know, thank God I Or like I'm, you
1: said a minute ago, tit for tat. Well you did this or you it's, it's you're just, doing this.
0: Yeah. So I think that the the biggest issue became a trust thing and you know, when you lose trust, you lose respect and it sucks to be married to someone you don't respect. Right. You know, like that would be very hard. So um, these are so habits, you know, I think we do marry people hoping they're going to change, hoping the habits will shift. And if they don't want their habits to change them for themselves, they are not going to change. Well, and again, it doesn't ever work changing for someone because I think that was the issue. You know, it wasn't that he was going to change for him. He enjoyed it, but he was trying to change for me.
1: But it didn't work, it of fell short Of
0: course not You cannot you to, change for somebody else You have to want it for yeah. yourself You know So, what are you thinking You're, you're I in deep even, thought
1: I, even, I know, I don't even remember now oh. I was going to say, and then you just kept going Like I that, like going. the Energizer bunny eating the rabbit food
0: I would like to bring up the next one
1: Wait, I really want to oh, say this can't <laughs> to I say can't remember it. what it was now Well, you dinner <laughs> Yeah um, No, it's just, I don't know I'm lost now. Sorry you guys. I had a really good so I had a good I had a really good one.
0: Okay, the thing it's I gone. wish we would have hashed out Ooh. which was and I brought this up on our podcast before, but I think is super important. We um the thing that my biggest worry for Eric and I when we got married is that we didn't have common interests. We didn't have a shared hobby or something we both really enjoyed doing that we thought was fun that we could connect over. And it was something that was just dismissed and kind of brushed aside. But as we go in our marriage, you know, I'm kind of like, where's the fun? Um, And it's something that is probably in our marriage, I would say, one of the biggest hurdles.
1: But I just came up with a solution for it.
0: So, but this is something to hash out before you get married from my heart to yours. Can you guys have fun together? And I think that when people say best friends, that's kind of what they mean. I don't think your spouse has to be your best friend, but I think that you need to be able to have fun. And the because fun is always a bridge back to connection. Because look at life's going to get hard. You're going to have curveballs, you're going to get mad at each other, you're going to fall in and out of like of each other, right? You're married for 60 years, there are going to be a, there's going to be a year you don't like your spouse, right? You love them, you choose them. You're doing all the things, but I think the most important thing about common interests and shared shared fun is it's really a bridge back to connection, and I think it's such a huge tool that shouldn't be overlooked, so when you are talking about that, and especially in a blended family, blended families, when you can have fun together, you bond, right? You connect, And if you want to expedite your blended family feeling blended, I think fun is a really useful tool if you can find something to have fun together doing as a family to be able to for everyone to feel connected and to everyone have a shared experience and shared memories. It kind of unites you.
1: What if you are in a family or going into a family or going into or in a relationship and... People just don't like to do things. Mm-hmm. That's a red just flag. Like,
0: you are going to have a really hard time. Okay, doesn't mean you can't work. Just understand it's harder.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, people change. I mean, the, you know, uh, you and I used to this do a has lot. Never
0: of, changed for our family.
1: I'm not saying I'm not oh. saying our family. Um, but c- what I was going to say earlier, and it's coming back to me like pissing in the wind, is <laughs> that. Just because we're bringing up all these, and like we're we are literally bringing up red flags everywhere, we are throwing red flags in the air, you guys. Just because there are red flags, doesn't mean that you can't get around them. It doesn't mean it. Well, I you know, can
0: pull them out of the ground. No. And well, throw here's them behind the thing. You, here's the sure. thing.
1: Like, I probably have red flags to you. You have red flags to me that we still live with.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: But I am, I'm good with them. They aren't.
0: Yes, you've accepted it.
1: I've accepted <laughs> it. And I have just learned to live this way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. I still so, uh, see we have so much in common right now. Let's see you guys. We're so bonded. But, <laughs> but <laughs> does acceptance. it, but it,
1: flags are, <laughs> flags sorry. come in all shapes and sizes, you guys. You know, yours is like the little one that you get on top of the cupcake. It's that little tiny red flag, you know. Oh. And I've just learned to live with it and it's all right. You know, but there's some big red flags that you just can't get around. I don't think we have any of those in our yeah. in our marriage. But you guys red flags like if you yeah. learn to can uh, if, ask yourself, can I live with this one That's or sorry. can I not?
0: Cuz every there you, to is your point, is she cheating
1: on me every weekend or every other weekend? Can I live with that or not? <laughs> is she going out drinking, staying out all night? And am I all right with that?
0: Is she popping pills? She
1: she popping Molly, she popping bottles. She and am rolling, I all right with is she that?
0: Rolling weed in the back.
1: In the back of what?
0: I don't know. Where do you roll weed? I don't know. I
1: don't know. Anyways.
0: So, but yeah, I I think to your point, right? Every no one's aren't you perfect. glad I've
1: thought of this again? This no all came it's back. It's to It's really me. good.
0: No one's Thank perfect. You. No one walks on water. There Jesus are Jesus walked on water. You're you are going to. Be with somebody who has red flags. There is no such thing as a perfect person. But I think, yes, you have to either be able to fully accept that person. Like, can I, because you, listen, it is not loving to marry someone with red flags and then punish them for those red flags. Because that was your choice. You chose this person.
1: And you already knew this about this person. And
0: you already knew this about this person. And so it's not, an act of love to marry someone and then punish that. Like it's something that you really need to figure out before you walk down the aisle. Let's talk about step parenting. Wait, let's oh, talk about what you do for kidding. a living.
1: You're a health and life coach. You mostly yeah. help stepmothers.
0: Well, I parents. work with adults and blended families. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what
1: you, that's what you specialize in. However, you're yeah. able to help a lot of others. Um, if you are dealing with red flags, And want to know how to get past them. And want to know how to live easier. I feel like you could help people in this. I would love
0: to work with people who are not yet married, but going on that journey, whether you're a blended family or not.
1: Or if you are married and you're struggling and and you just want to be in a different place. You're like, I am living in a groundhog day that life isn't getting any better and I need help. I need to know how to change. He's yeah. not changing or she's not changing or our situation isn't changing. I need change in my life and I don't know how to get it. Julie's your girl.
0: Yeah. Email me at becomingherdnow at gmail.com or you can go to my splash page. I'm having a website built right now, but I have a splash page up at becomingherd.com and you can, you can send put your email in there and it'll send me a little thing to email you. So um, reach out. I, I would love to be helpful. I feel like I have a lot of experience <laughs> with marriage. I'm not laughing, you're laughing. I know. It's good, though. I feel like I'm able to use my experience and help people. So I'm not even mad. It's so at many it. dynamics so, from. It's fine.
1: Yeah, so Being many dynamics. Being a stepkid
0: my whole life. Yeah. Right? Um. But I do want to talk about step parenting because I think in blended family situations, if you are marrying someone who's going to be a step-parent or your, to your children or you are going to be the step-parent, there's a lot of discussions. And this we did not talk about in either of our premarital counseling situations that we really should have. The things that I feel are helpful to talk about with step-parenting, right? Boundaries, expectations. What are my expectations of you as a step-parent to my kids? What are my expectations as the step-parent? to your kids, right? What, and I think we have to talk about boundaries, especially with discipline. Am I allowed to discipline my stepkids? You know, am I allowed to give out consequences? Am I allowed to, um, am I allowed to make rules in the home or not? Um, and expectations of support. You know, I if I'm a step parent, do I expect my significant other, the bio parent in the home to support me If I, even when they disagree with me, this is a huge one. So, if I'm a step parent in a home and I discipline a child or I say, hey, that's not okay, um, and the bio parent in the home doesn't really agree with that rule or that consequence, and they don't support you in front of the stepchild, you are going to lose all respect. And so, this is a really important dynamic um, the support. That you have as a step parent from your significant other, the the bound like what are your boundaries around step parenting, and also being really honest about your limit limitations as a step parent. I know a lot of step parents who do not want to be the heavy. You know, I do not want. I
1: don't want to be this heavy, but here we are.
0: (laughs) I do not want to discipline. You know, I do not want. You don't want it. No, I'm saying some people have limitations. Oh you know, or they really want to be an equal in the home. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation, but whatever.
1: No, a lot of people think that they're going to show up and we're going to be equals. And and, we're going to be and, a team. And that's the other thing too, you guys. <laughs> if you're blending a family for the first time, mm-hmm. marriage doesn't blend your family. Connection blends your family. Experience and repetitiveness. What's what's the other word for repetitiveness?
0: Consistency—that's <laughs> consistency, the
1: word. I was just word. seeing if you were listening. I think listening, I'm gonna tattoo this it word. It literally is me. your favorite word. I feel I just like to consistency
0: see is a superpower in anything, yeah. right? If you're consistent at working, but that's out, what's gonna, gonna blend your
1: family. Like that is what yeah. those types of things showing up. Like just yeah. because mom and dad get married on wedding day does not solidify, like the love in all the children's hearts. They're like, it, if anything, it actually makes it harder for them. Yeah. And, you know, and, and hopefully just for a little while, but.
0: Let me, uh, before I lose it, I want to say about step parenting too. How um, how does the co-parent affect your step parent She's about
1: to lose it, you guys. She's going to start <laughs> swinging her arms.
0: No, but I, this is another because. thing that you need to talk about because you're going to be a step parent. You're going to have a role in your home. And like it or not, your spouse's ex, the other bio-parent, is going to affect your step-parenting. So talk about that.
1: Are you strong enough to overcome that? Are you a team yep. to work through that? Are you willing to listen to your significant other, your husband yeah. or your wife now, and work on this as a team and not get mad at them when they have to deal with it?
0: Yeah. And what are the needs? What are your needs as a step-parent? What are your needs as the bio-parent? Because um, it, it's interesting. We We have this and you guys might let me know if this lands for anyone else. I think that why it's so hard to be a team in this specific area of blended family life, the parenting area, the bio and step parent being a team. Beyond that, I think you can do be a team, but I think that <laughs> this I- idea of being a team is kind of false. Because a team kind of assumes that you have, you both have equal skin in the game, that you both have equal ability and power. Like a team, you're on the same playing field, and that's not the case.
1: That's not the case with any team. At any team, there's always. People that have better skills at better things. They're more suited. There's always an MVP. There's always. But they're th-
0: allowed to play the game, aren't they're they? They're
1: all allowed to play. There's a That's defender, what I'm there's saying. offense. There's so,
0: agreed. I hear what you're going. But the idea of a team is that a lot of times the step parent is benched, or. That's the problem. And then, or.
1: It takes the whole team. It takes a full.
0: So, I think this idea of team is kind of um, a, a false idea and idealistic idea. Because I don't think that if you don't, I don't know how you're a team. I think a team assumes equality.
1: No, that's not true. I think you're looking at it wrong. I think teams an all right thing. When have you ever been on a team? I have never been on a team on a hockey. I played hockey for what? 35 years now. I've never been on a hockey team that every player on that team is equal. We all have our strengths. We all have a way that we contribute, mm-hmm. and it depends on what the play is. If we're going into an offensive play, some of us have more strengths than others. If we're going into a defensive play, some of us have more strengths than others. If we, but are, the point uh, is,
0: you all are playing. But I don't think that's the case in most blended not families. Always.
1: Sometimes you have to be benched. Sometimes you have to take a break. You have to take a breather. Sometimes,
0: if s- you're on a team and for the whole season, and you're never allowed to play.
1: Well, then you're just a bench warmer.
0: And is that like a happy team? No, but that's, uh, not, exactly. but that's not a team
1: that you should be on, though. That's my point. Oh, see, but the, t- the exactly. team analogy still works, though.
0: Right, If you if you actually. This is what we
1: were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, you guys. <laughs> Sometimes you will have agreements to disagreements, but doesn't make you both right or doesn't make you both wrong. This is one of those where we're both right and we're both wrong.
0: Yeah, so I think that this is a good discussion to have. Like, what does being a team look like in your home, right? Are you good sitting on the bench? Does that make you feel like you're part of the team if you're not playing the game? Is that a a team you want to be on? You know, or do you need to be an active player to be on a team in your home?
1: Popping bottles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a really good discussion to have prior to. I think one of the things that no matter what happens that we'd started talking about earlier because life throws you curveballs right circumstances can shift on a dime um, oh really quick with step parenting and parenting and all that good stuff in a blended family something someone said that they wish they would have talked about and this is really good because we've dealt with this in our home too and we never talked about it but if you are having if you have kids and you have like what how are you going to handle when custody changes meaning if you have your your stepkids half the time and that's the expect like that you get married and you're like cuz this is so common i have my kids i have my stepkids half the time right like you have my you have my kids half the time right you know and that that suits me because i get a break you know i look forward to when when my when my wife and i or my husband and i can just connect or you know, we can just have a break and, and be together, and then they come back, and those weeks are a little hard, but I, it's okay, I, I do it because of the break, right? This is so, so common. What happens if the, the kids live with you full-time? Are you going to be okay with that? That's happened in our home. We have your son now full-time. Right. And that was not something we never even considered. I, I never considered that when we first got together,
1: yeah, I don't think any of us did. You, I don't would think never, that was...
0: you would never consider my kids moving in full-time.
1: Well, if it was a situation... It wasn't one of those things that we even had time to consider. It was one of those things it that just... It happened. It turned into what it was, and I don't think there was ever any consideration but my, for that.
0: My point is that the custody can change for a thousand million different reasons. Are you going to be good if you have a set of kids full-time in your home? Or what happens... When you don't have your kids in the home, because that takes an emotional toll. Right. Like, I would be a wreck if my kids never came to our house. You would have to live with me with that situation. That would be really hard.
1: I already have to live with you. It's already really hard.
0: (laughs) But my point is... That that's something that should be talked about, you know, because a custody schedules often change. And even if you don't
1: talk about this stuff, like think about it, you know, like ask. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Is this going to work?
0: Yeah. Like what if what if what if 50 percent becomes 80 percent? Are you good? What if it comes 100 percent of the time? I think that is something that is useful to to think about in your own heart or to discuss. Like, are you going to be okay if my kids live with us full time somewhere down the road? Parents die, parents move across state, you know, something happens that makes it necessary, right? Right. Um, Problem solving. I think this is a really, really good discussion to have. You know, how are we going to problem solve? When we come against something that we are going to have to fix or work through or figure out, what does that look like in our relationship? Do we come together as a team?
1: Do we communicate with one another? Yeah,
0: are we going to openly communicate and try to work it out together or is one person just going to figure it out?
1: <laughs> it makes all the decisions. It makes
0: all the decisions yeah. because I think I know people like
1: that. I have Do you? Yeah, I have people in my in my family, not immediate family, but people in my family that like just go by whatever their significant other says. And it's just, you know, gets an allowance, full-grown adult.
0: Oh, I know. I've heard this story. Gets an
1: allowance, has to go to – makes their own money, goes to work.
0: But gets an allowance. But gets an
1: allowance and is just led, you know, on a journey.
0: So there's no problem solving. No problem
1: solving. It's a dictatorship, baby.
0: And the last thing, I know we need to wrap up our time together, and I could continue going, but I think um, a really – a really important thing to consider. How are you going to do, like what does conflict resolution look like in your relationship? How do you resolve conflict? It's something that I'm really bad at. It's something that I know nothing. I mean, growing up, I didn't really see conflict resolution. I just saw conflict. So I always assumed conflict resolution was you just cut people out of your life and then you don't have to deal with it resolved you know and that was <laughs> like i resolved my conflict you, i don't talk to you anymore you know and that seemed to be um an unhealthy habit i picked up along the way and and so i think it's an important discussion like how are we going to when we're really mad you know like do you need space how, what i'm saying specifically is and this is eric and i had to work this out early on when we're in conflict eric needs space and i'm like i it makes me anxiety. Space. You makes cut me, me out, anxious. so
1: it just it worked. You cut me out. I had space, and then
0: result. <laughs>
1: result. But
0: are you know? So if you need space, are we going to talk about it later? Is it going to get brushed under the rug? Yeah,
1: we both had some habit changes to make for yes. sure.
0: And the thing about brushing it under the rug, and I hear this a lot in coaching, is that people just avoid conflict and don't really talk about it. But you're eventually going to explode over something really little because you never brought up and you're housing all this resentment and bitterness and you're holding it in. If you're holding it in, it lives inside of you. So this is like, are you able to talk to your spouse as things come up that bug you? I'm really bad at this. This is something that's really hard for me. Can you be brave or are you safe enough in your relationship to share what's really going on and how you feel and how are you going to work through that are you going to punish are you going to leave are you going to hug it out bang it out i don't know what do you what do people do to conflict knock result? it out <laughs> so this is the well, but this is all there's
1: other ways of resolving conflict how come i've never known this
0: but i think it's something to consider because it's oh, conflict is real and if you cannot resolve it in a healthy way, that works for you. There were healthier
1: ways that I knew about I man. I'd be working this out all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's what I think. I think um, I would love, I don't think, I would love to hear feedback. I would love to, um, if you have things that we did not talk about that you feel should be Like definitely be hashed out. Yeah, we can always do
1: a part two on this. Before you're married. There's so much and there's going to be so much good info on this.
0: Please, please comment, email, message, however you can get a hold of us. I would love to know what you wish you would have hashed out prior to committing, whether you're in a blended family or not. I would love to know the conversations that you feel are really important.
1: Blow our minds, people. Yeah. Yeah, Follow us on all the socials. um, Communicate with us. We're here for you. You're here for us. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for being with us.
0: Yeah. Have a good night. See you next time. Bye. Bye.